Welcome to the Rewriting Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Denton. I'm so happy that you are here. This podcast is all about letting go of the limitations and structures that are keeping you stuck, realizing that you're a powerful force in this world, and how to step into being the creative director of your own life. I am obsessed with questioning what we think of as reality and finding the evidence of people changing their lives through conscious manifestation, turning their mess to magic, and ultimately rewriting their reality. It is my promise to you to help you unlock your greatest potential and claim a life according to your dreams. I'm so excited that you're here for this adventure with me. And without further ado, let's get rewriting. Hey guys, welcome to episode one of the Rewriting Reality podcast. I am so, so excited about this project coming into form. It's something that I have really dreamt of for a very long time and it has been an evolving process for me to be able to find the confidence and the space within myself, I suppose, to really find my voice. (laughs) And so here we are, episode one. Yeah, I'm so, so genuinely happy and excited that you're here listening to this show and I can't wait to dive in with you. So I basically have dreamt about building a podcast and speaking like this since I was a child, even though back then in the 90s, the podcast industry I don't even know if it existed, but if it did, I certainly didn't know about it. But yeah, when I was growing up, I used to love to listen to the radio. And one of my favorite stations had a radio host called Wendy Harmer. um, And she was born with a cleft lip and palate, which I was also born with a cleft lip and palate. And I also was born with a missing left eye. And so growing up, Um, I just really enjoyed listening to Wendy Harmer because not only is she absolutely hilarious, (laughs) she's a comedian, it was also such an important representation for me of someone who I could really see myself in. And especially back then, although it wasn't that long ago, but we've definitely come a long way in terms of Uh, I guess, diversity and representation in the media and popular culture. But back then, it was a really, really important thing for me to be able to see myself and part of my experience reflected in someone else. And so, yeah, I used to dream of, of being on radio. And so I feel like starting a podcast is like a little... I guess, tribute to the younger Holly (laughs) and my, my childhood, uh, like imagination. And that's so important. You know, we, we're all born this creative potential as children and we have these, you know, big ideas and dreams and slowly through life. Um, some of us more so than others that gets, lost and it gets sort of programmed out of us and we get conditioned through our experiences and also the environments that we're in. We get conditioned into different ways of being. And so for me, part of this podcast journey, it's also me really getting 
back in touch with my authentic self and my playful creative side and part of that is yeah tapping into the younger Holly and what she would have loved to have done and the other part of it is also tapping into what naturally comes easy to me and joyfully to me and that's definitely talking (laughs) if you know me um you know that I can talk underwater words of affirmation are my love language I absolutely love having a big deep and meaningful meaningful conversation and really now in the world that we live in we are really lacking connection we're lacking that sort of deeper connection not only because we've moved away from sort of longer form content um you know obviously on the online world we we're really sort of in that space of like shorter shorter videos, shorter snippets, Um, you know, we don't have very long to place our attention onto something and our attention is also now programmed to to really just like that short, short, sharp, uh, you know, reels and TikTok and all of that. So we've really lost the art of that longer form content and as a society, I suppose obviously what we have all been through in the last couple of years has meant you know, quite a lot of separation, quite a lot of dismantling of some of the more traditional ways where we would gather, uh, gather together, be in each other's presence, um, and spend that, that time in connection with each other. And so for me, podcasting or listening to podcasts, it started out as listening, you know, has been such a nourishing, nourishing experience for me to really get that longer form connection, the conversations and the ability to dive deep, to explore and to hear people bouncing off one another and and engaging in that that deeper connection has been so powerful for me um, in terms of what I am choosing to consume in, in my life. And so I really want to create that community. I really want to create that platform and that space where we are able to really get to know each other, where we can build that intimacy, that connection, that trust, where you guys as listeners um, not only get to know me and all the amazing humans that I will be interviewing, but also I really want this to be a co-creation process where you know, as you guys build your trust and listening with me, you can also become part of that creation of this this platform, of this conversation. And there are going to be so many different opportunities that I really will invite you into. So I'm so, so excited about that. Yes. So Younger Holly definitely dreamt of being on the radio it has been a natural gift and uh, joy for me in terms of talking and connecting with people. And roughly, oh, yeah, about eight years ago, my family lost my grandmother. Well, we didn't lose her. She passed away. She died. And Rosie was like the matriarch of our family Um, And as it turns out, it's only after her death that I really 
this really hit home for me, but she was definitely the compass for us all. The compass for me personally, because she was a very important attachment figure in my life and someone who um, gave me a lot of love, a lot of security and a lot of really profound experiences growing up. But she was also this sort of internal family compass where we all knew who we were ourselves, but in relation to one another because of her. And after her death, um, I definitely lost my internal compass for a long time. And I really do believe that my family also did. Um, And that's still definitely an an evolving um, process and story, probably one for another day. But I really wanted to, I guess, bring Rosie into this first podcast episode because anyone of you listening who did know Rosie would know that she had a amazing ability to draw people together, to build community. And um, she would often be at the kitchen table <laughs> where we would all just sort of congregate round and um, connect and just spend hours on end being with each other in that in that environment and I have not experienced anything like that again in my life since that and it has been something that has been a really profound hole in my life because of that so Rosie yeah she definitely gave me the wisdom of how important it is to connect and to belong and to know who you are in this world in relation to other people and a community and a tribe and that didn't have to be family Um, lots of people who came into our world around that table wherever it was really um, would always say like they felt like it was an immediate family for them too so I just value that so much and over the last eight years it has been a journey for me in realizing that I can also have that within myself and to cultivate that for myself as well. So this podcast is definitely a tribute, a tribute to that as well as the fact that, yeah, Rosie definitely was my initiation into the personal self-development world. She was very spiritual. Um, She studied the Course in in Miracles, which is an amazing, amazing text if you know about it. But it's all about life and reality and who we are as humans and who we are in relation to, um, yeah, the reality that we're experiencing in one another. Um, And sort of like it's a metaphysical text on... Uh, how to live and be and connect, sort of what the meaning of all of that is. So Rosie really uh, gave me a lot of depth in in that space around, uh, you know, the law of attraction and vibration and energy and who we're, who we're showing up as, as people, as well as just being such a beautiful writer Um, She would spend hours on end journaling and her writing was very um, deep and philosophical about life as well and and quite whimsical and and humorous as well. She had a beautiful sense of humor. So um, I would spend hours on end talking to Rosie about life, the universe, everything in between, Um, and that was 
not only such a profound element to my identity formation, um, but it was also just so important in terms of my initiation into my interest in this in this work or in this way of being and I guess that's where my journey sort of sort of started I then um, had my own personal journey alongside of that as well with yeah being born as I said before with a cleft open palate and a missing left eye and going through a lot of physical trauma with a lot of surgeries and operations and growing up with an experience of having a facial difference which was quite confronting because the, your face and and that sort of is that initial, uh, I guess, like meeting point between you and another person. And that was quite confronting to me, especially during times where um, I was undergoing a lot of reconstruction. Um, and it was quite, quite a profound part of also my identity formation and how I really got a sense of of who I was and 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 life and other people and experiences growing up filtered through that through that journey as well which might be another podcast episode or two (laughs) so then going through I guess what I did as a child and then the values and the interests that I really adopted growing up as well largely due to Rosie but lots of other people as well um and just my own natural interests I then went into becoming a social worker and so I studied at university and I've been working for over 10 years now in the field of social work in the pursuit of I guess helping others live their best lives, helping others through really important transitions in their lives and also very challenging experiences and walking alongside them and using psychology and um, social work theories and practices and frameworks in um, different systems and, I guess, society settings and helping people navigate through those systems. So that's been my sort of, like, quote-unquote, traditional journey Um, but it has always been motivated by a big mission on my heart and that mission like I said before is always my love for humans my love and interest in human behavior and human psychology and who we are and and how we're showing up in the world and the lives that we're creating but it's also been driven by a mission of service and the fact that I get fulfilled and lit up and I really thrive when I'm in relation to other people and when I feel like I'm showing up in service to their growth and their well-being as well and so social work seemed like at the time and and it is the logical pathway for me but it really was sort of like the next branch that I could see and as humans, especially when we're growing up, but I believe as adults as well, we really reach for the next highest branch that we can we can see. And so in my world growing up, that was a very intuitive and um, I guess like natural pathway for me into all the things that I love working working with people and helping them reach their fullest potential. 
And that's kind of where we lead into me starting this podcast because I, since Rosie's death, I sort of had a massive life shakeup and I've had to, well not had to, but it has led me to um, a, a really inward journey, I would say, a very, very deep and profound spiritual journey of rediscovering who I am and reconnecting with that in the context of some really, really emotionally tumultuous times. <laughs> As life does, life gets lifey. Um, and so, yeah, that has led me on this journey where I have also now discovered a much deeper level of helping people and a deeper level of service and a much much more expansive context for my mission but that that has only come from being able to find that within myself and a large part of that has been through discovering modalities such as breath work which is a somatic body-based energetic largely energetic uh but it's also very physical but yeah, energetic practice where we use the breath to really induce different states of consciousness and move and release and clear out emotions and energy in our body. And through this process of actually reconnecting back to my body, I have experienced such a profound mindset awakening that before I was really struggling to uh, I guess cognitively think my way into feeling better and building a better life, and then through the practice of breath work and and other other modalities as well, we really I, I've really discovered that you know yes mindset is a very very important piece, but when when we're able to tune into the body um, and the wisdom that we have in our body and stop dissociating from that and really build an emotional awareness and emotional intimacy we're able to free the mind up from a lot of old held onto beliefs and structures and that has been a massive massive shift where I've noticed that a lot of more traditional ways of working with people such as like social work and therapy and counseling while they are still extremely beneficial I'm not in by any means uh, discounting that. To this day, I still uh, regularly see a psychologist and, and believe very much in, in that traditional therapy as well. But what I think that we are discovering as well is that it's not all just living in the mind and a lot of it is using the wisdom and the space and the intelligence of the body to support the mind and the mindset shifts and the belief uh, rewiring of beliefs. And so once I had discovered that for myself, I was also opened up to a, a new world of uh, coaching and uh, somatic healing and essentially entrepreneurship and females, especially women, some very, very amazing powerful influential women opening up to receiving so much more abundance and uh, building really really big missions that are heart-led they're soul-led 
they're in alignment because they are fully embodying the work like they've they've done it first and then they're drawing people into their worlds because of who they're being um and so I've seen like a whole new level of leadership there as well so I am now transitioning from the social work more conventional space into I retrained as a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator and I'm now moving into breathwork and life coaching Uh, space and this podcast is a product of that so this podcast is a way for me to as I said nurture all of you guys as listeners and really pour back into your hearts and your cups and share um, everything that I have learned but also everything that I will continue to learn on this journey so rewriting reality where did this name come from (laughs) Um, okay, essentially this, this podcast is about the, the broad themes of it is manifestation. It is about somatic healing and uh, growth mindset, and it is about conscious leadership. And so manifestation being the first pillar um, is something that I have been absolutely obsessed with my whole life, but something that I have had a lot of shame around talking about. And so this this podcast is really about dismantling a lot of, uh, I guess, the, the false perceptions and ideas around manifestation and really looking at just by being alive, we are continuously in every single moment manifesting, right? So manifesting is like drawing something into reality. It is the outcome of intention. <laughs> and so every action that we have is is led by an intention and that intention then creates the action which then creates the outcome. So whether or not we we're consciously thinking about it, we are always manifesting. And what we're not taught is that we actually have such an amazing, powerful ability to program the space, the vibration and the frequency of where that intention comes from, which then in turn changes the actions that we take in our lives, which then in turn really heavily influences the outcomes, that 3D experience. And so rewriting reality is about how do we become more consciously aware of what we're manifesting in our lives, more consciously aware of who we're being in order to manifest that, and how do we change it? How do we become the creative directors of our lives how do we first of all accept and allow in the truth that we can actually have a lot more influence over it than our minds like us to think and what is the true process of doing that so that's that's the manifestation pillar and so rewriting reality, the name, like it's a, a cute little, I guess, like play on, on that idea is that we can at any moment, literally any microsecond change, snap into a new decision, a new frequency, a new way of seeing and being in order to consciously bring about our desires, our, our uh, intended 
states of being and living in this world and so when I was younger someone very close to me who I do love and admire a lot but you know used to be talking to to me and my siblings and be like you know the reality is at the end of the day blah 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 whatever whatever followed that and so much of the time what did follow that I was like what are you effing kidding me like that's the reality because what was being shown to me um from from that place was not what often more often than not was not not a scenario that I one felt was true but two even if I felt that it was true I wasn't happy to accept and that's no fault of that person or lots of us say that, um, you know, if I'm being realistic or the reality is or, you know, yeah, I've just got to be like, you know, like the the reality of the situation is blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, <laughs> that's actually we're so not in tune with what reality is. What that is, is filtered through our cognitive bias, right? So our mind, which is extremely, extremely limited. Um, and so, so often as a kid, what would follow that sentence was just, it would just like not sit well with me. And I guess this whole process of, you know, finding my compass again and building my worthiness and really working on intentionally creating my life it has been so profound for me to see that actually what we think of as reality is so much of the time bs which is like you know crafted by our belief systems um and our belief systems unfortunately a lot of them are really subconscious like we're not aware of them most of them are formed you know between the ages of zero and eight years old Um, And so as adults, we're walking around with all this like pre-programmed software in which our brain and our minds then filter everything through that software. And we didn't choose it. Like this is just realities that we've adopted through whoever happened to be around us at the time or whatever experiences just happened to you know come across our life path and not that that's not reality so this podcast is sharing with you my experience of how we can really rewrite that so as I said um humans so now we're just going to get a little bit less about me and more a little bit I guess like contenty, and it sort of just unpacks a little bit more about what you can expect from this podcast. But on on a basic level, humans perceive everything through, as I said, our cognitive bias, so our brain and our cognition. So that's our consciousness, right? So we filter all the information, and what happens is because as humans we're taking in so much information, the the mind filters and then distorts the information so that we can understand it and so all the time when we're thinking about reality it's really it it's really only the reality of what we're willing to perceive so the the world of our mind is extremely limited but the true reality of the world is extremely abundant and so our programming and our belief systems are really the the lens that we're choosing to to put on and so we can change that 
that people don't realize because it's not conscious. So a lot of this work is really unearthing what's behind underneath the surface of that iceberg. And so when we think about, for instance, a really good example of this is like two people could be living, you know, a relatively very similar experience, you know, on a winter's day, sitting at the coffee shop by the beach, right? And one of the people can be looking around and absolutely freezing cold and depressed by the clouds in the sky and their coffee tastes like absolute crap, right? And so that reality is like, it's not a good time right now. It's windy, you know, it's cold, it's depressing. Whereas the other person might absolutely love winter and feel that the beach is moody and, you know, the coffee is so warming and nourishing on such a beautiful, crisp winter's day. Now, the 3D reality that they're both experiencing is quote-unquote the same. It's exactly the same experience, but how it is filtered is what the real quote-unquote reality that they're living in and that's everything that we're doing everything that we're experiencing perceiving in our life all the relationships and the experiences and the journeys that we're taking is filtered through that and so as we realize that the universe and the world is continuously expanding We open up our awareness to a different possibility. And so science is is showing us so much of this, right? Like even, even in our bodies, our cells are constantly replenishing themselves. It's like every 11 months, the human body, all the cells are, are completely rejuvenated, replenished, right? And look at nature it's like continuously this cycle of like growing and and producing and creation and so the world is like continuously moving into wholeness but we're not separate to that as humans we think that we are because our mind again filters things and creates that separation and we're looking at the 3d and we're thinking you know that tree is over there and i'm here and this person's walking over there and i'm here and it's like we we perceive that through a 3d level but the truth of the situation is that we are all the same energy so everything in life is we know scientifically made up of atoms And the atoms are then made up of like particles. But what we know about an atom is that it's 99.9% energy. And so the less than 1% that is actually quote unquote matter, it actually moves so fast that science can't even really prove that it is. (laughs) But the rest of it is energy. And so we'll think about that again. If everything is just atoms vibrating and moving around on an energetic frequency to then create a physical form, we're not separate to that. So what we see as empty space is actually it, it's actually not empty, it's energy. And so the science is really showing us that we 
we are living in a vibrational world. So what does this mean for us? Oh, another really good example of this is like um, when we hurt ourselves and we cut ourselves, the body immediately goes into a repair. So like the cells will start rejuvenating in order to grow new skin cells and close up that cut. And that happens without us even having to intentionally think about it. So what happens if we start to apply more conscious intention to that process? Because it's happening anyway. And so, as I said, we're programmed from childhood. We've got um, lots of structures of beliefs. And then we forget We don't remember that it's a possibility to feel something else. We don't remember that it's a possibility to feel whole or safe or connected. And our minds want to keep us safe. Our mind, our egos are there for protection. Um, And so the way that they do that is, is only by allowing in what we already know. It will take the familiar over the unknown because it's safe. The mind likes to predict and calculate risks. And so lots of the time we're just walking around feeling very separate and disconnected and in that survival mode of keeping us safe. And the mind will be programmed that way. What also happens then is when we have these thoughts, our thoughts set off this internal pharmacy, right, of chemicals in our brain and our bodies. And so lots of the time when we're walking around in survival mode, we're producing a lot of cortisol and stress and lots of other chemicals in the body that then really keep us in that state. And from that state, we're really not able to create or connect um, on a on a more um abundant level because we're trying to survive (laughs) so you know it's got a purpose but most of the time that's not our quote-unquote reality like we don't need to be living in this state this fight or flight state but we are and so that's we're living in survival mode and we're generating cortisol and worry and stress and then what we're really craving is spontaneity and freedom and creativity and connection like that's what we're really wanting but our perceived reality through our minds is producing very familiar and very strong feelings and experiences in our bodies which are then dictating how we show up and act and behave And then what happens is we create very similar same experiences based on that. So then we think, oh, well, that is true. That is real. (laughs) Like I woke up feeling bad and then I got out of bed and I stubbed my toe and then I was angry and then I had a fight with my partner and now the day's really shitty. There we go. Point proven, right? So when we take a step back and actually remember that we are so much more the creators of what we're choosing as our reality, we tap into what I like to call the law of receptivity. So this law is that everything already exists. And if we change the way that we think and, and look at our goals and our desires and things more as preferences and focuses of what we're going to allow in, then 
The question is more around who are we being to become that? Who are we being to attract that? Because everything's energy, right? So one of my teachers explains it as like a radio. So if you think about a radio, a radio is a receiver, right? It doesn't go out and try and create. It just sends that receiver out and it picks up a different frequency. So depending on what frequency it's on, it will have a different station, right? So you might tune in and it might have pop music and the other one you might tune in and it'll be a news radio station or a rock or a country or whatever, depending on what what you're tuning that dial to. So it's all right here. And it's really where you're tuned to. And that's exactly what we're doing as as humans in our bodies. We are the radio receivers and there's every single potential vibration and frequency available to us. And then what we're choosing to filter through our minds and our bodies and our perceptions and our chosen frame of reference for our reality, that's what we're receiving in. Another really cool thing is like... um that really demonstrates this is when you get two guitars and you can place them next to each other, if you pluck and they're two different guitars, different shapes, like different models, if you pluck the C string on one of the guitars, the, not, not any other string, like not just a random string on the other guitar, but the C string on that other guitar will vibrate. It's the law of resonance, right? We're living in a vibrational world. We look at reality through our 3D experience. Everything looks and feels very real and separate. But even Einstein told us that the world is not 3D. The entire world is energy. So science and spirituality are really coming together um and and are really supporting each other here and as humans our souls came to this world to be creators right where we want to experience we want to create and and be part of that wholeness of life because we're nature we're not separate to that so our souls crave adventure and freedom and flow and experience and that's done through energy. Matter never created anything. It's the frequency that carries the information. So when we say like action creates outcome, it's actually the intention that creates the outcome. So what energy, intention, frequency are we living in to then inform our actions, which then informs our outcomes and our life and our quote-unquote reality. So we can rewrite this at any time. So when we think of something that we want in our life, like a goal, and it's like, okay, I want this goal of a million-dollar house, right? And so we can think very cognitively about that. Yes, well, these are the steps that I need to do to save and blah, 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 to get to the house. And the house is sort of like something over there, right? Something that like we, we don't have yet. And so we're constantly striving for something that we don't have. And yes, it may not be 
in the physical 3D reality right now. But what is behind that house? It's not actually about the house. It's about the feeling. Everything that we want is an experience and a feeling and a frequency. That's what we're chasing, not things. The things are great. We can have those too. It's like an end, you know, both end. Like we can have all the money and the houses and the experiences and the, you know, love and all of that. But it's it's not it's not the boyfriend or the house or the car or the job or the money or the you know plane ticket or whatever. It's the feeling that we're chasing. And the feeling is available to us whether or not the house is there right now. So how do we draw into our reality, receive into our 3D reality what we're desiring is by adopting the frequency of that, that feeling of that now because it's available at any single moment. We don't need to wait for the house to feel the safeness, the security, the um, sense of home and belonging that we think the house is going to get us. And in actual fact, when we reach that sense of belonging and safety and sense of home in us, we then just can't help bumping into the opportunity to get that house in in 3D form because we are creating it. (laughs) And so what I've really discovered is like all these years, you know, trying to think my way out of things and try to get my mind to be more positive, um, you know, and, and, and rewiring all my beliefs is that it's not until I've been able to tap into the feelings, the, my, my body, the somatics of it, it frees up the mind, right? So the mind will tell you things all day long, all day long based on its limited subconscious programming. It's not true, right? My mind will tell me things like you're not good enough. No one will want to listen to your podcast. Who are you to say this? You don't know enough. Your voice sounds stupid. And it's not true. <laughs> so many people want to have a chat with me and and it's that's not the reality. You're listening to this podcast. That's not true. I have a lot to say. I love talking. You know, my voice is fine. It's like my if I if I believed that, the podcast wouldn't be a reality. But I could only get this podcast through tapping into the feeling that I thought it would give me. So a really good example of this is worthiness. If I have a podcast and I have, you know, 100 downloads or a million downloads and people want to come onto my podcast, then then I'll be worthy. I'll feel worthy because people will, you know, that that's it. That's what it will give me. No, stop. <laughs> What I need to do is feel worthy first in order to then find my voice, in order to then show up and say, hey, guys, I'm starting a podcast. Holly, two years ago, could not tell anyone that she even wanted to start a podcast or talk about manifestation or, you know, even use her voice. It was only until I was able to feel worthy, to connect with myself on that level, that then I was able to do the thing. So a lot of the time in the past, you know, I would try to think myself out of feeling anxious and worried and it never worked. Um, Like I, you know, and I still do, 
you know, wake up and there will just be this like hum of anxiety. (laughs) And the difference between then and now is like, I used to think, oh, I'm anxious, right? Oh, I'm anxious. And then I would go into that, into that identity. Um, And I would, I would believe it's true and real and I would experience that. But what we do when we free the mind through meditation, through breath work, through somatic healing, you know, stream of consciousness writing or dancing or creation or listening to music or play is we we step out of the mind and we get into the body and we realize that the anxiety might be traveling through it, but it's not who I am. I experience some anxiety, but it's not who I am. And so therefore my beliefs about the anxiety are really different. So like now when I experience anxiety, it's like, "Mm, what is that anxiety telling me? That's interesting. Where's it showing up in my body? What's it telling me? What's it here to show me? And every single time it is to put me back into alignment with the truth of who I am, with the reality of what life is. And it's to say, oh, Holly, you're disconnected from that truth. You're feeling separate. You're feeling, you're identifying with being alone and separate and not worthy, but that's not true. What's true is that you're like completely enough. You're fully connected. You're fully loved and supported. And once we connect back to that truth, the anxiety no longer needs to be there. And so when we get out of the mind, we become in alignment energetically and you cannot mess with that. (laughs) We're able to really rehearse experiences um, and, and the energy and the emotions attached to it before it even happens. And so we really move away from that idea that we continuously think that happiness is on the other side of an achievement or a thing. And we actually experience the feeling of it being available to us now. And then that when we access that, that's how you change your internal state. You emit a different frequency. You, you show up differently. Um, and then that's creating a different reality for yourself. You, you can't help but then bump into all the physical possibilities of that. So you can definitely have both. You can have the money. You can have all the goals. You can have the achievement. But you don't try to get those things in order to have a different energy. You, you, you omit the energy first and then you bump into all of that. So that's kind of what this podcast is going to be about. And I've just noticed the time. <laughs> I better um I better wrap it up but essentially this podcast is about all of those things and then how do we do that you know how do we reprogram our subconscious programming and how do we feel better and attract better things and become really conscious in like what we want life to be and who we want to be and rewiring those beliefs and then that really leads into somatic healing and it also leads into growth mindset mindset definitely comes into it we're gonna go into mindset mastery a lot into that as well um and and we're also going to expand our our ability to see what is 
possible for us. And then what we what we get from that is a different type of self-leadership, a different type of showing up for ourselves. And then we show up for everyone else around us because of that. And that's leadership. That's the future of, of conscious leadership, whether it's even just as ourselves or in our families or on a bigger platform, it doesn't matter. It all has the same impact, right? So that is a little bit of what to expect from this podcast. Um, I would love to know what you think. I would absolutely love to hear your feedback. I would really appreciate it if you liked and subscribed to this podcast and shared it with anyone that you think would enjoy listening to it because it is really, really important to me that I'm able to connect with as many people as I possibly can through this project. Um, It is going to only be possible through that. So I really absolutely appreciate everyone who takes the time to listen and subscribe and please rate and review this podcast. Please share it around. Let's really start building the momentum. I have so much exciting things that I'm bringing into this, this platform and sharing with you. And I really want you to be a part of that. So I appreciate every single one of you so, so, so much. I have also created, I've talked a little bit about breath work, but I've also created, I will talk more about that. Um, absolutely. But for now I have created a free morning breath work routine, which, uh, you can find the link on my Instagram profile, which is at underscore Holly Denton, but the link will also be in the show notes. Um, you can grab, grab your download there and, um, give, give a little bit of a breath work a try. That is just my gift to you for, for liking, for subscribing to being for being here for following me along this journey please 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 help yourself to that free breathwork session it's beautiful um as well as that i am launching a breathwork membership which is so exciting and i will uh, definitely fill you all in on that in the next next coming weeks as well so with all my absolute love and appreciation for every single one of you being here thank you so much for tuning in um and listening to the first episode I can't wait to see you next week. Bye for now.